The Trump administration has released its first, but the government's fourth, national action plan for open government, more than a year after the original deadline from the International Open Government Partnership. As a member of the partnership, the U.S. has put out a new transparency roadmap every other year since 2011. Alex Howard is a former Sunlight Foundation deputy director, now a writer for the website E Pluribus Unum. He tells Federal News Network's Jory Heckman what's included and what's missing from the administration's action plan. What they've done here is one of the two scenarios that people who were watching this projected. One was that they would withdraw or simply ignore it. The other is that they do what, frankly, other governments have done, which is put forth a plan that reflects existing priorities, existing plans, existing programs. And that's what this is. The federal data strategy, as you know, has been in development for months. It was delayed because of the shutdown. Committing to implement that is not an open government commitment, right? It's committing to implement the president's management agenda where there's an existing aspect on accountable government. It's not a new open government commitment. It's not transformative. It's simply doing what they've already said they're going to do. Committing to put in chief data officers and agencies is literally what Congress just told them to do. And the president signed into law. Now, the plan acknowledges that they're implementing the law. That's not a transformative commitment. Transformative commitment is to do something that they didn't want to do or to do something that goes beyond what Congress mandated. An example of that would be what the last administration did with respect to making Freedom Information Act compliance a cross-agency priority goal. That used to be on performance.gov. It no longer is under this administration. They wiped it away. It would be putting out a new Freedom of Information Act policy from the Office of Information Policy at the Department of Justice to release to one to release to all, something that the Department of Justice asked the public about. They did pilot surveys. The president said, go forward with it. It just simply disappeared. There's a whole host of other things that they could do that go beyond what the law required. But this administration has been typified by falling short of what the law requires. This is a weak plan. It's an unambitious plan. It does not significantly shift the United States priorities, and it, in fact, removes some very important ones, like whistleblowers that have been a big part of past plans. You know, one of the top recommendations from the Institutional Review Mechanism, the IRM and the OGP, that was made multiple times at these workshops was some kind of ethics reform. The United States needs some kinds of ethics reforms. They need a number of things. We need a number of things to address some of the abysmally low levels of public trust That isn't in this plan either. And just to take a step back, could you give me an overview of what the Open Government Partnership is all about and what the United States' role is in that organization? So the idea itself is something called a multi-stakeholder initiative. They've been leveraged in many places to try to get virtuous competitions between states. The one that I think the public's probably the most familiar with is the so-called Paris Climate Accord, which has the same dynamic. Countries come up with a voluntary set of commitments in a plan. They put it forward, and then they work towards implementing it. And it falls short of being a treaty that Congress needs to ratify. It, I think, conceived to be something where there is equal opportunity for civil society organizations to work with whatever national government there is to create these plans so that there's you know, shared priority for improving the transparency, accountability, ethics, civic engagement, you know, all the different pillars that we think of with respect to open government in the 21st century. It was founded back in 2011 by eight countries. The U.S. was one of the founders and initially was focused a bit more on the foreign policy side and then shifted into being a national initiative that drew quite a bit more attention. 
I was down in Brazil for the first Global Summit 2012. Their president and other heads of state participated in. You've had high focus from uh, Cameron in the UK, and now you've got Canada being a co-chair. They just got the baton from France with, you know, Macron. What they're actually doing in open government, generally it's given the government more opportunity to tout their successes than for civil society to hold the government accountable for past commitments or to making stronger ones in the future. But it, I think, has been a very important mechanism for many different players in civil society organizations, nonprofits, watchdogs, activists, advocates, journalists, you name it, to get their particular challenges with open government in a given country more global attention. You had mentioned the previous administration's national action plans and some of the things that we've definitely paid attention to in the past, the DOJ OIP idea of release to one, release to all, FOIA.gov in general. My question for you is, what really is the goal of these national action plans? Are they aspirational documents? Are they kind of wish lists of nice-to-haves? Or is it a roadmap of we are going to do X, Y, and Z? The last administration put online FOIA portal, a long-time priority of people in civil society, into its national action plan in 2013. And in 2015, it came out with open.foia.gov, which was, you know, a beautiful site that just linked to existing policies, linked to existing data. It wasn't until Congress passed the FOIA Improvement Act of 2016 that mandated that such a thing be created that the Department of Justice got, whatever it was, $1.3 million and engaged 18F to build it. And now that FOIA.gov exists, It's still not what it should be, but the fact that it is so much better is the direct result of Congress taking action and mandating that something happens, as opposed to a voluntary commitment. Certainly, what I'd asked for as an advocate showing up at these roundtables is not there. And it's important to recognize that these plans can be a checklist exercise where governments seek the imprimatur of openness while putting forward existing e-government initiatives where they put forward proactive disclosures of data while still stymieing public records requests, where they make attestations about transparency while at the same time conducting public business in secret. This action plan speaks to a larger membership in the Open Government Partnership, and there are a number of countries who have gone down this route as well and have submitted plans. And because we do see a number of these national action plans from other countries, who's gotten this right? Like, who's submitted these things, and it contains things that you would largely agree with? What's, like, the gold standard of what to include in these plans? Well, I think the gold standard now clearly is um, making sure there are some basic planks of what we view as kind of table stakes, like Freedom of Information Act, right? But I think that the gold standard should be civil society pushing on government to do something that improves public information, access, collaboration, participation, public trust, service delivery, that then gets into law. It doesn't just become something voluntary that the next administration can wipe away. It's become very clear that the gold standard needs to be enacting something that is permanent, creating an agency, creating something like USAspending.gov through a law creating something like the schema that is mandated by the Data Act that improves what's on USA spending, passing the Open Government Data Act as part of the evidence-based policymaking bill that makes data.gov permanent. These are protections that really matter. Enacting an ethics reform law, some kind of law, whether it's H.R. 1 or the Warren Bill or something else that the administration came up with as a draft, would have been a good faith approach to that.
I think the closest thing we can see to a gold standard right now is Canada. And the big question, I think, is whether Canada will be willing to enact a really good reform to its access to information law. That was Alex Howard, a former Sunlight Foundation deputy director, now a writer for the website E Pluribus Unum. Speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Whether in person or remote, open communication with your doctor is key to managing any condition, including heart failure. How have you been feeling? Um, I'm okay. Both are great options to continue having open conversations with your doctor about how you're feeling. I've had less energy. And when you speak openly with your doctor, they're better equipped to help. Visit heartfailuretalks.com to learn more.